0: Lifes a Mitch. G'day guys welcome back it's episode 30 of Lifes a Mitch another milestone episode so thanks for listening and uh this is my first hosted virtual three-way oof it's gonna get hot and steamy up in here so a few weeks ago while the time this would (laughs) have aired these gentlemen and I um collaborated on their project and uh so without further ado I'll get them to introduce themselves their potty and uh how they got started on their, on their awesome project, because I can't do it justice. It's better coming from (laughs) better from the horses mouths themselves. So so, gentlemen, if you get a, Please, uh, you know, be gentle in our three-way and uh, introduce yourself. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> Ty, do you want to go
1: first so we don't have any awkward speaking over the top of each other? Look, we're going to have that anyway. We've got oh, 30, happen, yes. 40-something episodes of us talking
2: over each other already. So, yeah. So, I'm Ty Gardner and with me is my co-host and editor and guy that basically runs our podcast <laughs> of Don't Read the Comments.
1: Yeah, I'm CJ. Um, yeah, I'm Ty's co-host on Don't Read the Comments and... Um... It's a little project that we cooked up last year during lockdown. We were one of, I assume, about a million podcasts that decided to to get going. Podcasting, we've decided, is the new we should start a bar thing that, you know, yeah. middle aged white guys decide that they need to do while they're drunk. But <laughs> it's just smoking meat. Yeah. Yeah. That or home brewing. But um, <laughs> we were in lockdown. So we thought, you know, oh, this is a good opportunity to do this thing we'd kind of been talking about. And we'd also, Our creative collaboration that had been going on for ten years in Hobart had come to a sad end, uh, as I had fled to the sunny far north to Cairns. Um, So we were already separated even before the pandemic, and we were, I think, looking for an excuse to hang out and chat every week. Yeah, yeah, quite well.
2: (laughs) I describe it to people who aren't going to judge me too badly as my excuse to
0: hang out with CJ every week. The content. Coded a little bit, kind of. Oh yeah, just, just and I just going to catch up via Zoom. You know, whatever.
1: Essentially, yeah. Well, I don't know about, I don't know about you, but when the lockdown first happened and everyone was freaking out, didn't really know what was going on. I suddenly found myself inundated with Zoom calls. People got one, two weeks into it, and there was a lot of phone calls and a lot Mm. of Zoom calls, which was great for me because I'd already been up in Cairns on my own without a single contact no friends i had some work no furniture i was sitting around in an empty house with absolutely nothing because all my furniture got stuck down in tasmania um my partner was stuck in tassie my dogs were stuck in tassie so it was fantastic for me because suddenly everybody was contacting me wanting to say hello and have a chat (laughs) so it worked out brilliantly
0: oh that must have been tough man like you know starting a life new and you you know your loved ones you know and your beloved you know table and chairs as well you know Taking its time to get up there. So, so you, you know, so, you know, you guys are friends from Hobart. And use, uh, so how is it that you knew each other uh, before the podcast started? Well, we yeah, know.
1: yeah, uni, uni originally, which is um, strange because I did an undergraduate arts degree, like, you know, everyone else who needed a degree out of a cereal box. And uh, But yep. Ty did an actual degree, which I, I can know. never remember what exactly it is you do, Ty. I'm always confused. <laughs> Bachelor of Science. Yeah, so we were in like completely different fields, but we met... Doing theatre, we have a mutual love of of theatre and film and acting and directing, and uh, so we met uh, doing that, and we've been doing shows and and various different projects for God over ten years, I think, before That's I cool. finally ran away.
0: That's good. Cool. It's it's so I I've, I've got a background in theatre acting, and I was a. Um, I, I, my my acting reel is still on YouTube to this day. One of the most embarrassing things that's ever seen the light of day. I'm young, hit with hair, skinny. Fantastic. I need that link. I'll send it to you. And it is just like you look at me going, oh. you grew into that oh yuck (laughs) well I would I would
1: direct you when it comes to embarrassing film projects I would direct you to a project that Ty and I worked on many years ago which was a Tasmanian adaptation of Shakespeare's (sighs) Macbeth. and I would direct you to it for some incredibly embarrassing acting from the two of us but it's never seen the light of day at this stage Still in a vault somewhere.
0: You know, the fact that you've mentioned it now means that your listeners are probably going to want to see at least a little snippet of it.
1: (laughs) There there was a, I believe, a 15-minute trailer sizzle reel sort of thing released of it. And if you look very carefully, you can see Ty and I attacking each other and not... Not Ty and I attacking each other, yeah. but Ty and I on one side of a battle attacking Ty and I on the other side of a battle because <laughs> yeah. they ran out of they ran out of extras on the second day and we had to sort of just keep swapping hats.
2: They ran out of extras on on the first day. They wanted 100 extras and I think charitably they got 30 on mm-hmm. the first day then half those people went oh fuck this i'm not driving down a whoop whoop again to stand around in the sun all day so they didn't come back so they try to make two armies out of 15 people and <laughs> there are a whole heap of close-up shots that they just didn't do the day before for some unknown reason so they'd be like oh shit blurt blurs not here you over there you're here's height put on that helmet and just stand there it's fine
0: Sounds like yeah. the absolute standard of Australian film has gone up tenfold.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's drastically improved. They should they they film like HBO TV series in Hobart now. Who'd have thought?
2: <laughs> yeah. If by tenfold you mean the amount of times CJ and I appear in one scene as different characters, then yeah, definitely, definitely an improvement.
0: <laughs> so well, you know, I want to delve in more into that like acting real story, and I do want to see snippets <laughs> of it. <laughs> um, but my unofficial claim to fame is that the acting role that I had, uh, plus with a little bit of stage production show, you know, I was uh, in Year Two. I was uh, Rudolph, and we did our musical of Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, and nice, uh, I nice. absolutely crushed it. Yeah. I am um, classic, classic well, starting point. <laughs> it was like stop, drop, and roll, Mitchy. You're on fire, champ. And you get you know, my first you...
1: role was playing the. I think I played the third advisor in a nativity production, and I um, would have been in like grade eight. And I remember everyone laughing at me because I was wearing a sarong as part of my costume. That's what my parents gave me as part of my costume, which looking back on it was perfectly fucking appropriate for the role. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, just clearly my high school audience didn't understand, you know, the, the the insight that I had into the character.
0: They were like, bro, that's so wrong. I'm sorry, that's horrendous. But uh, yeah. It was quick though.
1: It was quick. That's it's all about said. timing. That's what she said. <laughs>
0: Um. So yeah, I um that acting reel I did made me an extra on Home and Away. And um, oh, nice. cool. We, all all I did all day was sit in the diner, I ate chicken sandwiches and drank strawberry milk, and I spoke to some Zimbabwe backpackers in the background all day. It's fucking awesome.
1: Nice, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they did the um Tasmania shot a TV series called The Kettering Incident in a few years back. Mm. A few years back, uh, of which I was not involved, but um they were very keen on my like '90s Camry for set dressing so i think that ended up getting a bit more video time than than i did
0: well that's the thing about camrys i'm pretty sure that's latin for never die i don't know but like people in my family have had like have had them you know in multiple generations of them they've just never died you can take them out of the bush four before driving just about and you'll still get home and safe in one piece how good it's a
1: reliable car it's a reliable car replaced well, first, uh, first, it was when, when i first started university driving around hobart because i was from a smaller country town that was a bit of the way out and I was driving around Hobart the big city you know kind of a bit confused about where I was and I would always see Camrys and then at some stage in the early 2000s the university car of choice turned from a Camry to a Subaru Outback of which I also had one so I don't know what it is now but I'm sure there's some bucket of bolts that everybody wants to get.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Stop! Stop! Let's... Drop and roll, Tasmania. You guys are on fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, on that note,
2: CJ, like you had a couple of Camrys, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I and had I remember yeah. that you had that blue one where we we were away up north for uh, for an acting festival, and we we're driving it back. I say, like, wait, you were driving it back, and um, it's because famously I, Ty doesn't drive. Famously, <laughs> I don't have a driver's license, Um but. <laughs>
0: It, it, it Do you hear that? That's the sound of the bus you just threw him under.
2: Yeah, at every but opportunity. He's, he's good at that one. And this is where I'd normally brought up, bring up that when I was a, about to learn to drive, he destroyed my car. Um That's true, But I we're, did, yeah. we're <laughs> these are some old wounds that we're just really picking at the scabs what, of here. What did you at do to his
1: car? <laughs> did- oh, I just drove it a couple of times. Didn't check if it had any coolant in the radiator, you know. <laughs>
2: And yeah, I I bought this shit box from an old flatmate. So I was like, okay, I'm 23 now. I'm I'm seven years past you on this one, <laughs> and um, I bought it because she was moving to um uh, Canada, and then she had to come back unexpectedly. She was like, hey, Ty can i borrow the car for a bit i know you aren't driving it yet i was like yeah sure no worries i'm really busy and so she drove it for a while and then i got it back and then cj drove it for a while because his presumably camry had died or something (laughs) none of them did the things you're supposed to do when you when you own a car like look at the oil and shit like that and
1: i blew it up yeah i blew it up and not only did i blow it up but then i i I left the immediate area and i think ty got stuck with the bill of having it towed
2: (laughs) yeah I had to pay fifty bucks for someone to come and take that shit heap away.
0: If that's not a, if that's not a fuck you moment, I don't know what is.
2: <laughs> I is. Couldn't even sell it for scrap. But what I was saying was, we were driving. One of Cedo C- was driving one of his Mazdas back in it. I'm pretty sure it caught fire.
1: That uh, that yeah, long? yeah, it did. The uh, the uh, timing belt. Oh no, no, sorry. The air conditioning belt caught on fire.
2: Yeah. Was yeah. driving through Hobart after a four-hour drive, and just smoke starts billowing
0: out of the car. Yeah,
1: no, it was good. Those were the sorts of fun times that we used to have in our, you know, vehicles that were easily older than we were at the time.
0: That's <laughs> one. That's one of those next-generation uh, heaters. It uh, not only yeah. heats, but it also almost spontaneously well, combusts as well.
1: Well, I never we... had air conditioning in that car ever again. Uh, <laughs> really, that
2: that heater was an overachiever. If nothing it was. else, it was
0: ahead of its time. I used to have was, this old. Was, I used, my, my first car was an old '89 uh, blue Ford Laser, and I swear to slow down, you had to do like what they do on The Simpsons and put your jumper out the window to bring in the braking sequence.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of braking, I'm, we're getting off onto some pretty weird tangents here, but I, I assume this hasn't happened to you, Ty, because it's not really your your area of um, of experience. But I am. Um, I have a recurring dream of driving the car and and putting the foot on the brake and it's not working. Like I'm pushing harder and harder on the brake. I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't know if that if that's an erectile dysfunction thing or some sort of intimacy issue that's going on. I've got no idea. But I, I'm sure my psychologist would be able to unpack it with me. You know.
0: If you like went from that thought that action to that thought, and man, are, are he doing it wrong? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe it's my subconscious mind telling me that something's afoot. I don't know. Nice of you to join us again, Ty. So uh, front seat <laughs> yeah.
0: style is apparently a thing there and up there in Queensland. They're just getting it done.
1: <laughs> just pumping that brake. That's all it is.
0: <laughs> so gentlemen, I love these stories of ours. This is awesome. So tell us more about, don't read the comments. So, you know, you told us about how it started, how, but, the, but where did the idea come from? Just sort of troll the internet, find some cool content and just make it funny as. I've listened to, you know, five or six of the episodes and dead set in tears. Absolute tears of laughter.
1: <laughs> That's very kind. Um, Far more kind
2: than anyone else who's listened. So
1: thank yeah.
0: you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think I had I had the name before I had anything else. I think I had the title. Um, and I don't know. It's always struck me. We, we, we've ended up going in more of a comedy Rode with it and we probably could have been more serious about it and we do occasionally delve into mm. some serious critique i just when we were thinking about doing the project and i've been thinking about it for a little while i thought the amount of crazy bullshit that i come across on facebook or twitter or whatever that somebody's just posted the most random piece of of commentary and i thought most of the time when you find the unusual gem it's you just sort of sit there and go, what was this person thinking? Where did this come from? Like, how did they come to this opinion? Or why did they think that this piece of spam that they posted on here was going to work or play with anyone? Mm-hmm. So I think it's mostly just an opportunity for us to find some really random things and, and speculate yeah. aimlessly about what, where this came from and, and who posted it.
2: Yeah, I think what I like about the format that we've got going Is one like you said? We sort of are mostly comedy, but we do do the occasional deep dives into things. Is that while there are a lot of other media out there that's basically just trawling Reddit and repackaging it? Um, I think we put a lot of effort into the um uh, interpretation. We discuss it at length. There's sort of commentary and comedy and everything laid on top. It's not just here's a funny post. Let's move on to the next one.
0: Sort of shtick. Fair enough. There's um the off the top of your head does anything like memorable come to mind as your favorite or at least one of your favorite threads you've seen or one of your favorite bits of this, content so far
1: there's there's two um that i that, oh my goodness made me laugh so much when we recorded them and both of them are from um well a very very long uh term friend of ours that and also another shorter-term friend who's, who's Ty's partner, um, who I think really, really early on in the, in the piece, Ty's partner um, provided us with the insight into the wonderful world of Yeti uh, erotica. Yeah,
2: the Yeti porn. That, yeah, which spun
1: it? off into a much bigger thing, as it turned out, because there was this whole scandal about an American politician who'd been writing this stuff, and it was there was just so much stuff going on. And uh, there was another episode with a, a really dear friend of ours who's been friends with Ty for much longer than, than me, but um, whose name is Eva, who's an incredibly, uh, an amazing, talented, brilliant woman who I can't believe we've managed to get onto our ridiculous podcast twice. Yeah. And she and Ty did a dramatic reading of, a, of, a <laughs> of an exchange... Of an unsolicited sort of um, sexual uh, come on from a from a guy, Mm. and it was the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. But just the two of them reading the exchange with such seriousness (laughs) was it was the I did I had nothing while they were reading that I had no contribution to it. I just wet myself. It was the, the funniest thing I've ever listened to. Yeah,
2: I remember that one being particularly difficult to keep a straight face on. Um <laughs> but I sort of like again sort of talking about the spectrum of the stuff that we talk about. Like um in one of our um in some of our early episodes, I think one we 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 talked about um an alien overpositor. Shit. Which, yeah. What the fuck? Which is, is just that? the, the crookest, rankest. It's basically an alien dick over Dildo thing, oh. for lack of a better phrase, that inserts gelatinous eggs into you. And it's super <laughs> fucked. It's super. Don't look it up. It's awful. It's horrid. Just don't. Okay. But okay. a couple episodes before, we had a Yahoo Answers that was, um, was it, what does soup taste like? Or what is soup? Or no, it was, what do raisins taste like? Or it was just mm. so innocent. And there's uh, and there's just all
1: sorts of. Yeah, I mean we we increasingly come across we, we've done a lot of dildo stuff, it must be honest. <laughs> a lot of dildos. Uh, yeah, we've done a lot and, you know, of that. Boy, to
2: recording the tomorrow has more dildos in it. Yeah, yeah, but we've also
1: come across some really interesting things. Like we came across a, a Reddit thread that was about a guy who was trying to get people to buy into his avocado Ponzi scheme. Like it was some sort of subscription service to his avocado tree that was very strange. Yeah, um, right. Some guy who was trying to get people to invest in his soup tubes enterprise where he wanted, like, instead of just having pipes of water that delivered water through your tap, he wanted to do it with soup. Um, so, yeah, the internet is a weird and wonderful world.
0: That it is. I um, So going on the the world of threads and comments and Reddit, someone not long after the episode of um, Mastermind, when it aired and then started tagging um, Donna on Zach Braff in it, Someone made a Reddit thread of me and <laughs> in the now it's it's well known that I have a massive head. I mean, the um the amount of memory it's gonna take just to record this video is insane, just capturing my head talking. Um so um the, there's a camera angle, it's not appealing I me just sitting there in my onesie, which is about three slices too small, and um it shines up at my head, my big bald head and the the reddit thread comment was mega mind on mastermind which is <laughs> which if you're not familiar that that mega mind uh, animated show uh, animated cartoon movie is like of a guy of an alien guy who's ridiculously smart and he's got a massive head a massive bald blue head yeah. and mm. um needless to say i'm not a i'm not a mega mind i'm uh, <laughs> my head was in fact that shiny that they had to Put concealer on it because <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I have the same problem with my nose, mate. It's all so good. <laughs> yeah. just it's
3: like,
2: like that. That onesie is spectacular, though.
0: It um, it it it's worth its weight in gold. It um, yeah. it uh, it cost me seventy dollars. And as it arrived from the US, I thought I better just wash it to make sure, in case of like any traces of COVID yeah. and stuff. So I'm thinking, hmm, I will get it out with a pair of tongs, which I did. That. Put it straight in a in a tub just to sort of like clean it first. I stupidly use bleach. I When to pulled it out, it was a little bit faded. So one, I'm a stupid yeah. idiot. Two, I think I shrunk it. And three, it got me. <laughs> and I think uh, I got it, I got it on the it got me on the the um, fake doctor's real friends. Uh, yeah, doctor. I saw. That's great.
1: That's a great pickup. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. So it and it took me to number one on the leisure category on Apple Play for a week nice, and number great. three on Spotify. Humble brag. Yeah. So uh, awesome for any aspiring podcasters out there, you know, get a onesie that's too small and shave your head. You know, that's
1: what, that's what we've been doing wrong this whole time. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Clearly
1: that's I think, what's wrong with our program. I think it goes to show though, like that example you've just given there, what I like about our podcast, what I like about going through the internet is that there's something for everyone. Like that's, it's what's mm. so fascinating. And I think, we try really hard. I don't want to make it sound like we give it more thought than we actually do because we, we don't. But we're talking bare minimum. bare yeah, minimum. Bare minimum. To get the show on. But but I think we're pretty good at not um, kink shaming people. I think we're pretty hmm. good at not like mocking people for whatever it is they happen to be in. The people we get stuck into are the people who who, who attack other people i think yeah. is where where we really get stuck into yeah if, if if someone's being an asshole online we'll get stuck into them but if it's a post about you know somebody really enjoying i don't know chocolate casts of their own asshole then it's it's yeah. not hurting anyone <laughs> and it's <laughs> a bit strange ever but whatever works for you go nuts yeah. you know and there, there is something for everyone and it's, it's the nice thing about podcasting more generally is that particularly with niche podcasts of which, you know, we're definitely a really niche podcast. We don't have a big listenership. But what I like about it is we have a listener in France who's listened to every episode we've done since the first episode. Mm. We have a listener in Germany who started listening to us about a month ago and has gone back and worked their way through the whole back catalogue over the last couple of weeks. So somewhere, the wonderful thing about the internet is that somewhere, somehow, someone is into your thing. You're going to find yep. someone else who likes what you like or can understand your perspective. That's the nice part of the internet. The internet's got a lot of fucking awful parts to it, but that's a nice bit. And I think that's... Um, that's what I like to talk about on our pod. Yeah. As oh, well as a ton of stuff about dildos. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're absolutely right though. I mean, yeah, the idea about this was to, you know, share people's stories and mm. just talking about like to hear, to actually hear that how much it means to you both that you, you know, you how passionate you were when you mentioned the listener that's from Germany and France, both your faces lit up, you know, Yeah, mm. and it's gotta be, it's gotta be super humbling. Like I've got some, I've had some people on the, fa- on the so there's a Fake doctor's Real Friends um, Facebook page that someone tagged me on as well. And random people just messaged me on Insta and Facebook. Hey, man, actually, I'll, can I read one out to you that I got? Yeah yeah, 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 please. So this gentleman was from Texas, named Aaron Felt. Hey, brother, I'm a friend from Texas. We have, we have spoken before, which he messaged me a, a few days before. Thank you for mm-hmm. episode eight. I'm myself, am a single father. And over the last three years, I've developed a drinking problem was a stress and whatever etc etc in the last few weeks you just being a regular working class man like me having a go at something you're passionate about has caused me to get us to kick myself in the ass and I'm going to my first AA meeting this evening just wanting to know that how much your program means to me and I'm like holy cow I did not know what to say to that yeah and I,
2: what yeah what, what did you say to that
0: oh that's big I just said wow I just said that's very humbling and if I've helped you in any way Um, keep going man you're on you're on the way to something awesome and and I hope I hope at some point we can chat and and see how you're going like I I don't know do you know what to say but when you get feedback from strangers Hmm.
1: um, well you you never know the impact that you have on other people and this is the like we're we're from Ty and I are from a a theatre background so we're used to performing in front of an audience and if you're hmm. on a good night you you can tell that you're having an impact they're either laughing if you're doing a comedy or they're on the edge of the seat and they're leaning in and they're listening to you if you're doing a drama or something but with a podcast it's on it's that on steroids um you know you're throwing it out to the entire world and yeah you are you've got no idea who's gonna listen to it and for whatever reason, they're going to respond to it, and it's going to have an impact on them. And that's an amazing story. That yeah, without thinking about it, without trying, you've had an impact on somebody else. It's yeah, it's great.
2: And because, like you were saying, CJ, with our French listener, and and I, we've we've I think we've got several downloads from a lot of countries by now we're we're Mm. still fairly small but i remember our our french listener in in particular and it's gonna be really weird at any point if our french listener realizes that we call them our our french listener (laughs) and we sort of follow our data to see if they've downloaded the episode yet and weird shit like that and i'm sorry french listener if you ever find that out because that's weird but i remember them in particular because, like we said, we, we started it mostly just to hang out. And so all of our listeners were kind of like friends and family who felt obliged to listen to our first couple of episodes. And I remember... I didn't feel friend... obliged to stick around after the first couple of episodes. didn't feel obliged to stick around, but that's okay. There's only, there's only so much your family can listen to you talking about dildos for an hour. Um, And I understand that. But I remember the French list in particular because they were our first regular foreign... Mm. listener we definitely didn't know
1: yeah they were definitely the first person that we knew we don't know this person and this person's listening every week and that's you know it's great it's it's fantastic for whatever reason i don't know what but that person likes what we do and it's fantastic and they download it like pretty quickly within you know a few hours of it going live so i don't know i don't know what i don't know what we're doing but i'm glad that somebody's enjoying it
0: Oh, that's awesome to hear. Like, it's nice to hear that, you know, fellow collaborators, you know, like yourselves, um, you know, are are doing well. Like, it actually, that's the reason, like, you do this. It's because, like, I enjoy hearing people's success. And it's lucky that you had the name of the podcast picked out because it sounds like it was going down to the dildo hour of power by the sound of things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't know that at the time, but in retrospect, we could rename it, yeah. Yeah. If we hadn't thought about
2: it for more than half a second, we could have realised sort of the um logical progression of okay podcast about stuff on the internet the funniest stuff is the crook shit the crook shit tends to be weird dildos that insert things into you and we could have just cut out some
0: steps and the new name hopefully we
1: can get some sponsorship at some point Uh.
0: (laughs) the new (laughs) name would be don't read the packaging (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah well that's awesome so have you got so you got some interesting content coming up you got any uh got any like little little snippets or treats for us as to what you've been working on
1: um what do we have coming up ty you well um, we're recording interesting
2: bits presumably tomorrow and yeah we, we haven't really we haven't spoken about it but presumably we haven't spoken about it but we 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 tend to send stuff to each other throughout the week going oh hey here's something funny and we we'll we'll talk backwards and forwards a bit and i think I don't know if you've done it this week, CJ, because I haven't checked because I've been flat out, but CJ puts a poll up on our Instagram because we we finished the... The, the podcast off with uh, a section taken from reddit of am i the asshole so we get an am i the asshole post and we sort of discuss the merits and decide whether they're an asshole or not Yeah. um and cj puts a couple of choices up on our instagram and you can vote for which one you want to hear yeah,
3: yeah
1: I, I i haven't actually that would have been a great plug if i'd have bothered to do that this week right? yeah well
2: <laughs> fuck uh we're going to talk about the one, oh god, what was it? I sent it to you. I've oh, already forgotten. But I've got a great post about dildos that have Trump's head on it. So, you know, yeah. Going back to the well on, on brand.
0: Nice to know. After a year, there's if the if the formula ain't broke, certainly don't fix it. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, some people are enjoying it. France in particular.
0: <laughs> and what about the audio content?
1: Hi oh. <laughs> hello.
0: No, I'm sorry. That was that was very cheesy. So You know, Ty's so shocked. He's
1: frozen. Um.
0: (laughs) A moment stopped in time. I um so released. It's so you release your episodes every. You record on Saturday, release them every Monday. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yep. Pretty consistently. Yeah. Unless something, unless one of us has got a show on, um, or you know something crops up that that takes up a bit of time, we're usually pretty consistent on a Monday release. Yeah. Nice.
0: Well, gentlemen. So. Just like a, a, a section in your show, this, this uh, podcast really has the one consistent thing, um, whereas obviously it's storytelling, but every episode, I like to get the guests to come on, have a good whinge, wine, sook, however you relate to it. And I was wondering, CJ and Ty, would you guys like to have a bitchy with Mitchy this week?
1: I always love a bitch.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's one thing we possibly do
0: too much is a, is, a, is a, <laughs> a bit of a bitch. Who that's would why like I to... had to
1: move away. It was just sort of left <laughs> <laughs> the tone of the conversation.
0: It wasn't healthy. So for those international listeners, the distance between Tasmania and where CJ is up in Cairns is what probably? What are you thinking? 2, five thousand
1: kilometres. I've done the drive.
0: There you go. Is it actually five thousand?
1: Oh, Pretty close to. yeah. Wow. I yeah. didn't.
0: From, my, uh, yeah. So Tasmania is its own little island on the south of Australia. Then obviously Kansas on the mainland. But um, I didn't realize it was so far myself. I, was, I thought it was more closer to, to 3,000, but there you go. So yeah. 5,000 kilometers, you know, and um, good stuff. So who would like to go first? Who would like to have a good old whinge this week first? Well, CJ's pointing to me. <laughs> um, so me, I
2: guess. So. As I was saying to you, Mitch, before we started, I, I spent all week sort of looking forward to to this segment because I like a bit of a whine and a bit of a moan. All right, I'm um, a, I'm,
0: I'm bracing myself. Here we go. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've been it's about so tired out bitching
1: and moaning about men with bald heads who wear onesies.
0: Yeah, so that's well, episode thirty of <laughs> <laughs> <Done. laughs>
1: us. Um,
2: <laughs> No, and I couldn't think of one. I couldn't think of one. So I was just gonna kind of wing it. And I think what I'm gonna bitch about is my internet connection. <laughs> um you just dropped because... out
0: four times. So far. if you drop out during this moment, I'm gonna fucking lose it. <laughs>
2: yeah. We have in this house a renownedly bad connection. I think there's there's a um there's like a bad something up the road where apparently our street is infamous for its awful internet connection. And then whatever fucking bullshit that our government did to our NBN network has just fucked it further. And I cannot hold a Zoom conversation anymore. Like you you guys might notice I'm in a different room today, desperately trying to find somewhere with a better fucking internet connection. (laughs) And I just can't do it. I keep dropping out all of the time. Nothing else drops out, mind you. Like I've got... My fucking TV over here connected to YouTube, and it's just been sitting there, fine, fully, fully connected for the last hour. But I've dropped out three fucking times in the last thirty-six minutes of this call. well I went- just
1: like I, I'd like to point out, on a, uh, just to pick up on something that you said, Ty, and to illustrate yeah. the, the close friendship that Ty and I've had over the years <laughs> is that Ty's new room that he's recording in. Is my old bedroom uh, in yeah. the rental property we used to share?
2: Yeah, we have lived <laughs> together twice. I recognise that door.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that weird slanty roof. So, uh, ah. well, uh, what? Well, I'll, dig- yeah. I'll digress there for a second. So, what was Ty like as a as a roommate, and what was CJ like as a roommate? This is cool.
1: I would like to speak for both of us, Ty, and <laughs> yep, rub your hands together in glee. Because oh, he's just I like, would... the
0: dinner's on, I'm going to roast you, champion.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would say that I was a pretty piss poor roommate for a big <laughs> chunk of the time that we were living together yep. and Ty was a pretty good roommate. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't much chop in the first few years.
2: <laughs> um, there's there's one particular... that. There are two things that you used to do that I found, I still find very funny to this day. Was I remember you like cooked a big meal and then packed up and went to visit your family for a month. and
1: <laughs> Without washing anything.
2: Yeah. And our flatmate Dave and I left your dishes for a whole month. Oh Waiting yuck. for you to come back. <laughs> um, or, or I remember there was a stretch of about a better month where, So when I was living with CJ, uh, I was doing a PhD in microbiology. So, and particularly food safety was my area and CJ would cook things and then he'd leave it out overnight on the bench. And in the morning he'd go, Ty, is this chicken I cooked last night? Okay to eat. It's been out all night. I'll go, no, CJ, put it in the bin and he'll (laughs) get a big forkful of it. And while maintaining eye contact with me, (laughs) eat a forkful full. And tell me it tasted fine before putting it in the fridge.
0: (laughs) That's, that sounds similar to how I was raised. It's like, mom, I was a a seven or eight year old kid. Mom, there's a fly in my drink. I'll just drink around it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's fine. That's fine.
1: See, I'm surprised. Ty... On, on the bench, no. <laughs> Ty hasn't regaled the story of when he once made the terrible mistake of telling uh, myself and, and our other roommate at the time that he wasn't a fan of Phil Collins. So, predictably, <laughs> a portable speaker under his bed and then started blasting um, in the air tonight or whatever that song is at, at, at and, about two o'clock in the morning. And now, I want the listener to pause for a second because when CJ says portable speaker,
2: you're probably thinking of one of those small boom speakers this was a column speaker it had to be <laughs> plugged in right this was a mains power speaker and i slotted it under my bed and waited for a minute it to be about the point where i'm drifting off to sleep before cranking fucking phil collins <laughs> i remember like <laughs> bolting out of bed and like ripping the curtains off my window going they're so Fuckers are outside my window and just staring out into black emptiness and go, what the fuck? fuck? Uh, 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 uh. You bastards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, good times. Good
0: times. <laughs> yeah. so, a fool thinks Phil Collins. And uh, you're, you're, you you didn't like Phil Collins then. Now you have a hatred for Phil Collins. So,
2: um, Only when CJ's around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's very fond of him now that I don't live in no <laughs> <laughs> Well, so just well, one, that sounds like a, like it sounds almost like a sitcom. That sounds awesome. But like, <laughs> it's uh, a lot of a, fun. Quite a microbiology sort of related question. Is it the zone of the, how bacteria can grow? Is it somewhere between five degrees and 60 degrees is the danger zone as they call it, or is that about right?
2: Um, most stuff, most bacteria will sort of start putting the brakes on around 8 degrees and start dying
0: over like 40. Okay, so, so anything on the bench, room temperature, except down there in Hobart where it's generally minus 30,000 degrees. Um, yeah, like to be fair to see today, we were living in Mount Nelson, a particularly
2: cold area of Hobart. So, yeah, it, was so it was basically refrigerated. All the
1: time.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. so cold even the internet freezes <laughs> no it
1: was so cold we didn't have internet at that day. Yeah. We didn't have it
2: no i remember we tried for years to get internet to that place and i know this is making hobart sound like a backwards hole and this particular cul-de-sac was because <laughs> we couldn't get internet because there were no like telstra ports for it yeah right like we um, had to
1: wait for someone to die before... Yeah, we had to wait for to someone to die. Us
2: to yeah, it was it was fucked. And I remember we lost our third housemate because he, he was selfishly moving in with his long-term partner. Um, the sod. Bastard. The sod. And then we all moved in together anyway. We and moved like, in with them sure, a year later. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's gold. But we, we could not fill his bedroom because people would come around and go, oh, yeah, house is pretty clean fairly spacious. Yep. Cool. How much internet do you get? And we go none. And then we never hear from them again. It's like a um, coyote like cloud off into the distance roadrunner. Bam. Out of that.
0: Where'd you go? Where'd you go? <laughs> oh, I love this section. It's always tangents and bitching. I love it.
2: Yeah. In fact, in fact, just to, just to keep the bitching going, one of the guys that came to look at the flat um, uh, ended up living with these guys in the other house. And he was only supposed to be there for two months while I was overseas. And then I came back and we couldn't get rid of them.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: That was so the, um... took
0: months revolving living door in my a...
2: grandparents' sunroom.
0: Was it nice? Yeah, a sunroom. Didn't know that well, so well,
2: was It's Hobart, sun. so take that with a with a grain of salt.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's that sir, that is quite the solid bitch, and we uh we tangented it and that was awesome. How, that was, how good? Tie off to a flying did like start and box. he didn't freeze. How good?
1: He's got it covered. Yay. Yeah, he got through the whole thing without a break. Nice.
0: How about you, CJ? Um,
1: look, to be honest, if we'd have done this recording about four hours ago, I probably would have had plenty to bitch about because it was only just knocking off. Um, Fortunately for me, I, I'm feeling quite grateful and pretty happy at the moment uh, I, I'm usually. Ty knows this. I'm I'm one to very happily bitch for quite some time. But he's a
2: sour sour man. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you've
1: caught me in the odd window where I'm feeling pretty optimistic. My usual course of bitchiness, and I think it's a good one because everyone can relate. Is is the topic of work. Yeah. Because right. I don't know about everyone, but I I look at our recording and and we're about you know we're. Group of guys about the same age, we do fairly different jobs. We're from fairly different backgrounds. And I'm confident in saying that we are all dissatisfied with our jobs.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I don't yeah. know anyone my age who loves their job. And everyone I know now, I've got to the age where people aren't doing, they're not doing casual work anymore. We're not doing just whatever to make money. Yeah. We've all got what we could quote unquote say as careers or we've trained or studied we've all put a lot of time and energy into the jobs that we happen to be in and I don't know anyone who enjoys doing what they do. <laughs> and it's it's an internal source of frustration to me to be doing a job that I uh, had a very high hopes for once, but I spend most of my time at my workplace. Going, I could literally be doing anything else right now, and probably be happier doing it. Uh, and it, it's it's a source of eternal frustration to me. Just thinking about the nature of work in the in the modern age, where we have the capacity to. Um, to get rid of so much work that that, that could be done more efficiently or in other means to free us up to be doing more creative things like recording our podcasts or, you know, doing art or theatre or studying something or whatever. And yet most of us seem to be trapped in these little prisons of our own making where we're um, stuck doing things that make us unhappy Uh, and... Uh, that that's that would be my bitch it's something that i've been contemplating for a while though that's it i would like to point out that i'm actually feeling pretty good right now so <laughs> all of that said i'm actually feeling very optimistic for the future uh, <laughs>
0: there's nothing like a yeah. good old wit- a good old bitch to make you feel good but no, yeah. I, I especially get about you- work
1: <laughs>
0: i get what you're saying though because like i refer to it as people on autopilot they go work mm. work sleep work sleep work sleep weep repeat and it's the same. I've got it's like a typewriter. We get this right Sunday, we're ching, doing it again. Yep, doing it again. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I, you know, I suffer. So my career is I'm, I'm in the mind. So I do a rotating day and night shift. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, there are always 12 hour shifts. And it's an hour each way. I choose to do it. You know, I could leave and do something else, but I choose to do it because, you know, the reward is it's a good, it's a good paying job. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. the working conditions for high risk industry, you know, it's pretty good. So, talking about like starting a career and then slowly losing interest, you know, slowly having essentially your soul crushed. Tell you about, you want to hear about my first day in the mining industry?
1: Oh, shoot. (laughs) Okay. So, because I'm bitching about my job, but you know, (laughs) it it ain't down the mines.
0: So, first day. So, first day in an open cut mine. I, um, we right got on site and for about two weeks we had to do the site, like the safety side of things in the classroom. Fair enough. It's Irish industry. You have to do it. Cool, not a problem. First day going in the pit, and mind you, every single crib room or every single like area that is a place to have your lunch has free Milo. And someone's playing Xbox. I just heard it sign out. So it's not, it's not me. <laughs> so um, uh, good on you. I love my Xbox here myself. So um, well, well spotted. Oof. That's just my YouTube going. You've been just sitting here for so long. What are you doing? I'll get you on Xbox Live later. Um, so there's free Milo everywhere, so I'm thinking, fuck yeah, free Milo. And then I proceed to help myself to one, and then join the day. I'm in the the classroom for forty five minutes, only to realise, oh, shit, I'm lactose intolerant. Anyway, so that was that was Ooh. good fun. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Yeah,
0: and um, I so I I'm been to another hour I'm like. Oof got the downtown push down. So yeah. went downstairs and let out Mr. Brown come back. Then like, all right, guys. So now what we're going to do is we're going to give you a blast. So they took us up to one of the viewpoints, the view platforms, and this was unreal. So you got to see the blast in sequence goes off kind of like, kinda, it's, when it, when it explodes in the ground, it kind of looks like a wave yeah. crashing into, uh, into the shore, but the dirt just lifts up and does sort of like that. Oh, and a few wow. seconds later, you hear the sound. So it's like, oh, do, 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 bang. And, Straight away, i look, Milo, I got a second Milo. You think I would have learned. Explosion in front of me. <laughs> and then you get to like, okay, now we're going to operate these trucks. Now you turn around and these things are essentially a two, it's a two levels of apartment buildings on wheels. They're on the little, little trucks on site. They're still 7.5 meters in the air and they can Jeez. carry 200 tons of, of rock or coal. And straight away, I'm thinking, fuck, I'm overcompensating. So back for lunch, top up myself for a third Milo. And then, <laughs> then we're in the truck, and um, driving this thing was unreal. And like, I always play with Tonka truck, and i was thinking this is great. And to this day, five years later, I still enjoy that aspect. But yeah. what I what I miss out on the most is I have to work every second weekend, and mm-hmm. my bitch for the week is the stuff I've missed out on because of it. Yeah. Um, and it it, it gets me down sometimes. It yeah. It it, it I will admit it, It's made me. And sad and anxious and all the sorts of things. And you know, I a few weeks ago I expressed that if anyone out there knows of a shift worker or someone who is an essential worker doing long hours, just sometimes, sometimes the only thing they want to hear is, you know what, man, or you know what their ever their name is, good on you. You know, Mm -hmm. empathizing for what you're doing, you're bloody killing it. Just a bit of recognition goes a long way.
1: And and it is this is my thinking about work. I mean, it it comes from a personal place about being someone unsatisfied about what i'm doing but it comes to a broader consideration being a, um, a, a teacher i am more and more acutely aware of how difficult it is to balance being a parent and being a worker in the mm. modern age when you're talking about having to do every second weekend you're having to do like a 12-hour shift on the weekend and stuff <clears throat> It is so difficult and i do see i really sympathize with parents i'm not one myself but as a teacher i'm you know, I'm working with kids a lot and I'm talking to parents a lot. It must be so hard to raise kids and to be able to be there and to put in the time because people are having to work and it's, it's different from how it used to be, you know, 30 years ago where one person could be a stay at home parent. That's gone Mm. now. Like you you can't afford it. Um, Things are so expensive and The cost of living has got more and more expensive over the last decade and wages haven't really like the real value of wages hasn't really increased to match it that it's not an option for parents for there to be one stay at home parent anymore so it's incredibly hard for parents to be balancing modern work that sort of work that you're that you're doing and being there for their kids and being invested in their education and being able to do all of the things that I know that my parents were able to do for me um to make sure that I had the best upbringing and the best education that I could possibly get it's so hard it's it's hard enough trying to balance work and everything else when you don't have kids let alone when you're trying to raise them so it's um it's difficult and it's difficult for everyone i think and it i'd like to think that it could be just a little bit easier on people
0: yeah i think a little bit more empathy in the world as well a little bit more you know what people that assume stuff all the time and they're just there are people in my life who have a bad habit of thinking they're right all the time you just go mate you've got no fucking idea like mm. you know someone in my you know he's a in my so i got my group of groups of friends and we out for a beers night recently and um, he was commenting on the mining industry. I was, I was just listening. He said, Oh yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. I used to operate this and that. And rah, rah. And I was up in Queensland doing this and that. And so I'm just listening. And I said, Oh yeah, mate, I've got, I got some mates up there. Why, what pit we And He goes, why? What's it to you? Trying to initiate him conversation and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's telling me about um like, the do's and don'ts and you know how he's fucking he was trying to rave on about how much money he earned carrying on like a total pork chop and i just looked at him and said mate i wouldn't get out of money i wouldn't get out of bed for that amount of money shut him down and straight away (laughs) i said all the all the stuff you said you're full of shit and everyone here is more stupid for you talking so instead of obviously you didn't work in the mining industry mate because if you did then i said a b c d and you know nothing about that the basic terminology i used you had no idea so how's Mm -hmm. about instead and in fact like he was lying about his own career. I mean, I know we all have a different roles to play, but he was embarrassed from his job that much is that he lied about what he did. And it's just like, mm. mate, what are you doing? So he was, a uh, he worked, he did something for council, something for the a council to like, like a city south of here. And I'm like, mate, that's, what's wrong with an honest living? Like people that go, I'm only this, I'm only that you know, take some pride in what you do. I mean, yeah, you got to suffer from it, but Mm. at least make the days count as much as you can, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it can be a difficult balancing act, I feel, when you're unhappy with what you're doing and if you are spending a lot of your time and, it's the frustration I have with with just work in general is that you end up giving so much of your time to work and there's that work-life balance just again, increasingly, I think just is, is failing to exist anymore. Your, your toss up is, uh, you know, I, I work enough so that I can afford all of the things that I, um, that I need uh, and I don't have much of a social life or whatever as a result of that, or I, have more time off and I have those opportunities but I'm letting a lot of stuff go and I think when people are spending a lot of their time doing something they're unhappy about it's hard to have pride in it sometimes because you, you do get into it and I've this has happened to me in different jobs and to a certain extent it's probably happening to me now where you, you get so down on the thing that you can't recognize the positives mm-hmm. you just focus on the negatives um, and that can be a really difficult, can be a really difficult mindset to snap out of. And Absolutely. when you when you are working and you're working a lot and you're doing long hours and that sort of stuff, it can be really hard to sort of get that that mind to set that mindset aside. Because you don't have enough time to recharge and to reset, sort of thing. So, yeah, <clears throat> my bitch, it's it's the modern work. I'm sure there'll be tons of people who would you know call that thing a snowflake or. You know, oh, we had it harder in our day and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure I'm not saying that people didn't work hard or some people don't work, you know, 45 hours yeah. a week and, and and it doesn't affect them and they're fine and they're loving their life or 50 hours a week or 60 hours a week or whatever. And they might be dealing with it fine. But I think for a lot of people, it's, um, it, it's harder than it should be, I think.
2: Yeah, I think that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently with the, the um, oh, back in my day, we could just go out and get a job and be fine and support a family. Why can't you go out and just get a job? I was like, well, the jobs don't exist. And part of the reason why they don't exist, and this is presuming the person talking to me is older because they typically are, the jobs don't exist because A, you're still working. You haven't retired. Mm -hmm. And your your parents' generation would have retired by now. So the whole chain would have moved up. Or someone in your generation was responsible for automating everything my level. Mm -hmm. So what you're really doing is you're going, well, why can't you get a job? when there are no jobs you can do like like looking even at at sort of my level like i said before i'm i'm, I'm a scientist although I, I work in education i don't work in science looking at jobs in in my area uh, especially in in hobart but just the way that our government trashes science funding um there are there's there's no upward movement because there are a whole heap of you know, professors who were big in the 70s who still toddle into work a couple of days a week. Uh, and all of the work that's available are, you know, low-level, um, I went to TAFE for two weeks sort of stuff. And there's, no, there's, there's nothing that anyone's actually qualified for anymore. So we've got all these very qualified people scrabbling for very, very base-level jobs that the universities don't want to fund at all. Like, so we had... We've had a um. When I was still working in in the lab, we had a whole heap of people who basically were the people that made the lab function, and they couldn't get um contracts for more than two months. So I remember there was one one particular woman who was the one person there who knew everything, and she was a single mum who couldn't get you know more than a month ahead contracts, and so the whole situation's just completely fucked.
0: Absolutely.
1: What's what's your line of work like in that regard, Mitch? Because I mean, your, people who work in your industry are skilled, and and it's not something you can easily replace um, in terms of ability level.
0: Okay, what, so how- so I so in in the industry, I mean, so so I'll take open cut mining for example, right? So if you're so there's three main areas: maintenance, production, and staffies. And then you got your subsections. You got uni graduates. So you got your geologists, your engineers, your enviros, your um, safety team. Um, so, you know, many avenues, but just I'm in production. So say you have a competency to drive a bit of gear, a dozer, digger, scraper, whatever that's nationally recognized. So, Mm. you know, and uh, 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 talking about the, the shortage of things, uh, as Ty said, a lot of places want experience, but a lot of places aren't putting on green, clean skins. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, you can't have, like you say, you want someone. Uh, so when I started five years ago, the, um, I was re- I was lucky cause I worked in earthworks and civil, which is, you know, smaller diggers, smaller rollers and building roads. That's my background. Um, I was able to use those bona fides to essentially launch me into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, for someone who wants to do a traineeship as a truck operator, say, which is the, the, the gold standard to get in now. Um, they just weren't happening. And especially now during COVID times, it's an industry where it is, it, it, the, the, the staff rotation is higher than hospitality in some aspects because mm. it's not sustainable. Like um, for a long time, there was a, um, a, a recent uh, court court case where people did, were just being put on as, as uh, contractors, but on a casual contract. Mm, yeah, and yeah. you're employed for more than two years these days. You're, you're entitled to a full-time status. But what people, what what mobs were doing was employing them up to about eighteen months, and shafting oh. them and bringing them back. They do exactly the
1: same thing in education yeah. as well. Yeah, and so they don't need to put
0: people on permanently. So it's you know, um, you you see, just talking about that single mum living month to month. Hmm. How the hell can a parent, let alone anyone, live life like that? You know, especially hmm. in an area which it's we need we need scientists to make advancements in the industry. I mean, I. Like coal mining is a thing, yeah. We need coal for power and stuff for now, but it's going mm. to phase away eventually. Mm. But scientists and teachers, and, and you know, medical staff, and we all need you guys. Like we, we, we do. Um, Ultimately, yeah. I think
1: I, my, my observation has been over the past few years that the worker has really lost all currency, the um, ability to negotiate. The the worker um, takes takes keeps getting hit with more and more. I remember when um, Kevin Rudd was prime minister, the the buzzword at the time was we need to be more efficient. This word efficiency just kept being used, which even at the time I was young, but I remember thinking that just seems like code for you need to do two hours worth of work in one hour, but your Mm -hmm. pay is going to stay the same. Um, It's the same thing whenever uh, it's been really prominent in the media about fruit picking about (laughs) how we can't get any fruit pickers because there's the the tourists are not here we can't get any fruit pickers and i just thought well there used to be a time where if something was in demand it would cost more that's how it works that's how it works for us if the iphone if the newest iphone is really popular it's very very expensive but if there's a shortage of workforce And there's not enough people doing the job instead of what I assumed naturally happened, which you would increase people's wages. That's that's not even on the table. That's not even there for discussion. The discussion is why are Australians so lazy and won't go and do fruit picking? Well, it's because you pay shit and your industry has been exploiting backpackers and foreigners for the last 10 years. And nobody wants to work for you. But the, the, that's what's happened. But all I hear is why are Australians so lazy? Why are these unemployed people not prepared to drive three hours to go and work for three hours and yeah. get 50 bucks a day for, for working six hours? Why it's not, is it's it like the. Workers, of wrath. Yeah. Why is it the. It, 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 so much emphasis is on it's the workers' fault instead of going, well, what is industry doing that's wrong? Right. Um, and, and I think that's happening in so many industries where industry is just continuously taking advantage of its workforce and government is is perfectly happy to go along with it. And in some cases, like when they cut the, um, the penalty rates for weekend work, yeah. um, are, are, are facilitating it. And I'm like, how much longer are you going to keep hammering working people before it becomes untenable?
0: You're right. It's all right for the police to give themselves, even during COVID, a massive pay rise again.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I like I don't like to bash politicians where it's not necessary. I, I think it can be. I think it can be easy to bash politicians, but they do plenty to warrant criticism. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. You, you don't know, need to go looking to for it right? lightly. <laughs> you
1: know? um, and, and that sort of thing where you just continue to hammer working class people. And it doesn't matter. Honestly, at this stage, it doesn't matter what party you're from. I'm, I'm usually a Labor guy, but Labor's pretty guilty of doing a lot of shit things when it comes to the workforce, particularly in Queensland. Um, I just don't know how long the political class expects working people to just stump up the, um, the hard yards mm-hmm. so that... It, you know, it seems to me that other people can get a really good run at it.
0: I don't know, but I think I still think Jackie Jackie Lambie's a bit of a cougar. So, um.
1: <laughs> my dad agrees. Yeah. Uh, he's into yeah. the electorate. He's a big fan. <laughs> and, I just
0: sorry, you go to
2: That's all right. I find Jackie Lambie really interesting because I found her quite detestable when
0: she was part of um ah oh, was the it United the Clyde Palmer Party. yeah. Um, well, did you see but- those memes of Clive Parmigiana <laughs> getting around? <laughs> <laughs> that was unreal. Yeah, but um, I think she's she's
2: done something which I haven't seen many politicians do, where she's clearly learnt things. Mm. She's realised her worldview isn't entirely correct, and you can and you if you you can go back, and see her adjust that and go, okay, what I said here wasn't correct. I thought it was right at the time. It's not right. And she sort of adapts. And it's been very interesting to watch.
3: Mm. Yeah,
1: And I feel with Lambie, um, this is something that you don't usually get on our podcast where we sort of drift into our it, sort of interest in politics. So apologies to your listeners. But I don't
2: some... know. CJ loves talking about politics.
0: <laughs> we don't play a I... game with it. Man, this is cool. I mean, as long as I'm enjoying it, I'm going to keep rolling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing I find interesting, and, and I think we've definitely seen it over the last 10 years or so, uh, with politicians, to a lesser extent, Lambie, but you see, quote unquote, the fringe candidate become more and more popular. Sometimes to the extent that it doesn't make sense. So in, in Australia's case, we mentioned she was, she was originally part of Clive Palmer's party. Clive pa- Palmer is not a friend of the working man. He's just not. He, he is a track record of screwing over his workers, um, he has a track record of, of running businesses into the ground. He's, uh, you know, a millionaire who's, who's looking out for himself. And yet, when the majority of people in their working conditions are so desperate hmm. for some sort of change, they're willing to listen to anyone who pre- even pretends that they hear what they're saying. And I think to, to draw an even bigger comparison the the trump phenomenon the boris johnson phenomenon anyone who's thinking rationally would not believe that those people have the interests of of the working class at heart no one looks at donald trump and goes he's looking out for the little guy you shouldn't if you're if you're thinking reasonably but when people are so are living paycheck to paycheck where they're under constant financial stress and just stress about everything else that's going on when they're so time poor because they're having to work such long hours and you're so desperate for something to change. And someone comes along and goes, I hear you. I get what you're saying and I sympathize with what you're saying and I'm going to do something about it. You're going to go along with them. Even if logic and and 10 minutes worth of thought and listening to the person would, would indicate probably this isn't the right guy. But when someone comes and says, I hear your problems and I'm going to fix them for you, people go along with it. And it would be just nice if mainstream politicians would say those things and say, hey, we hear you and we know it's tough and we're going to try and do something about it. And I don't hear that from mainstream politicians.
2: Yeah, I'll add an extra layer to that when it comes to the Trumps and the Boris Johnsons. It's, It's not that we hear you, it's that we hear you and don't worry it's this other person's fault
1: well yeah and there there is a degree of that there is a degree of of it's not your fault it's but that's that's the that's the art though because whose fault is it really it's it's the people who are speaking to you it's their fault it's the rich guy who's who's screwing you over it's their fault but this is the genius of Certain political movements and political classes is that you can so easily, in people's, in the electorate or the working class's desperation, you can so easily turn their frustration onto a minority group, which is something I've never understood in this country about, say, the frustration about um, immigration and, uh, you know, immigrants are coming to take my job. It's a very legitimate concern to be worried about your job. But if you think the guy who's come over from Pakistan who doesn't speak English is going to take your job, either you're not very good at your job or your workplace is happy to exploit people who are who are vulnerable and are probably going to work for less money than you, they're going to exploit them over you. And break. then your problem's not the other person, it's the workplace.
0: There's definitely a break in the system. Here on Lifes a Mitch, we tackle all all the topics. So Yeah, sorry, we've hijacked yeah, your podcast we're to
1: talk about like Marxist theory. This has
2: been, we're terrible lefties <laughs> with CJ and
0: Ty. <laughs>
1: this is the part that you cut out you just send this to us we use it on our podcast that's <laughs> no, all
0: going in no one will notice but the one thing the so two things i wanted to touch on there is i p- yeah. p- personally for me politics i'm not left or right uh sided i just vote for what i believe is right for me simply yep. as that i'm mm. not going to delve into yep. it yep and I'm, I, I i appreciate that's the fair. fact that you you have an opinion and that's great that's why we're here um one thing I wanted to talk to you about in regards to the, the start of your bitching section was hearing comments like, I'm afraid he's going to take my job, mate, fuck off. You're a fat useless idiot who doesn't get off his ass from the pub. Of course, someone's mm. going to take it. You're lucky to have it yourself, mm. you loser. Yeah. Two, yeah. Um, two, like, and there um, is def- There's an
1: entitlement to that as yeah. well you know you, the entitlement to work because i for, was yeah.
0: born here i'm entitled to piss off the right person for mm. the job will get it if there's a doctor coming over from pakistan who's higher yeah, educated yeah. than you i know who i'm hiring and absolutely two, great like comments like oh back in my day we used to have this mate fuck off if i was back in your day i would have the same issues as you but the yeah. fact is back in the day we had
2: polio fuck yeah. off <laughs> like
0: that's right <laughs> fucking polio but like as as time and technology and things progress of course things are going to be different and of course mm. the issues that the previous generation had for the ones we have now as opposed to the oncoming what millennials or whatever you want to call them like mm. the different issues we're of,
1: past millennials now yeah. unfortunately. millennials we're, is the touch term but we're yeah. well but um, i think we might be millennials almost. yeah we i'm uh, dead, we I'm, are, a Gen uh, Z. I'm an 89 oh, a, personally oh nice you've just you've just missed out <laughs> yeah
0: so i think I think, um, but you know, so every generation has its uh, its things. You know, like you had the the lost generation with the war. You had the baby boomers who had the struggling of like it really high house prices and really high pre- like interest rates. You had Gen X who had to come in and and fix up all the fuck ups from the baby boomers having to have higher interest rates and you know less jobs on the like less job like sorry higher job unemployment. Then you onto us who. We had to incept things like oh fuck, I don't know. Um, you know, as but technology just, was progressing, things were just, changing. Just, so
1: yeah, just just think about in our lifetimes. Now, like we haven't sat through a world war, so I'll give them I'll give previous generations that we haven't done that, but just think about the fucking crazy shit that has happened in our lifetimes. September eleven completely changed the game. And for COVID. I know for COVID, COVID. Yep. A, a, glo- a global financial crisis yeah. that was unprecedented since before, uh, you know, the, the last worst example of that was the Great Depression. Yeah. Um, You know, the rise of China, that's a huge thing. The end of the Cold War technically happened in our lifetimes. Like the amount of the, the rise of the internet in our lifetimes, the amount of yeah, shit big that one. has happened I that tock. has com- yeah, completely changed the game is fucking mental and I'm only 30, you know, (laughs) like, so yeah. Fuck knows what's going to happen in the next few decades. Who knows?
0: And of course, like every generation is going to have their good and bad things. Like today, Technology is at everyone's disposal, hell yeah! But you got your things like social media bullying, like uh, mm. new forms of anxieties. So, there was an article I read, mm. I don't know how true it is, is that they reckon with the evolution of this generation of kids looking at their phone like this, there's going to be a growth at the back of the neck, and they think that it's possible for the top of the spine to develop this little growth above the plate here in the back of the spine where it's permanently going to hinder people's abilities to look up correctly and therefore reduce yeah. their mobility. Don't know how true that is, but I can find the send it to you. But things yeah, like true. that. And also at the same time, you've got a fucking pandemic that is going to... Like right now, I'm looking to buy a house. I can't get one because every idiot is coming up from the main cities and buying them all around here. We know. I get it. It's an open market. They can do whatever they want. But like... So, yeah, you know, you've got the hardships of every generation. So to make a term just... For him to speak on the behalf of an entire of an entire generation from around the entire planet, I think is a very closed-minded thing to say, and how very bigoted. I'm not going to speak on behalf of our generation and say, "Oh, back in my day, it was hard." No, fuck off. Just in your own experience, it was hard because you were stupid about what you did. Mm. If you were smart, and it is.
1: It's always a balance, isn't it? When if someone finds it hard, it's hard, and and there's this there's this yeah. difficult balance sometimes where you you want to try and You don't want to enable people in feeling like something is hard, but at the same time, if people find it hard, it's hard. And going, oh, you're a snowflake or you're soft or my generation was harder or whatever, it doesn't fucking help. It's not helping anyone. It's just making you feel temporarily superior. You know what I mean? And, no, and I think there there is a balance to be found about you know you, you can as an individual have some perspective and sort of maybe compare your own personal struggles against others and go well okay it's not as bad as that but you can't impose that on people and and it just it doesn't help.
2: No, it's it's very hard in that I guess your struggles don't mean I'm not struggling, course, and yeah. your struggles might be. Um, you know i'm you know you've lost a leg and you, i don't know where i'm where i'm going with this you could be in lying on a battlefield dying somewhere and i could be my toaster's burnt and clearly that's that's a ridiculous um comparison i, get what you mean, I would man. never
1: burn my toast um, no no but where i'm
2: where i'm where i'm going with this is that while clearly yes you dying somewhere is awful it's also a completely different problem. Yeah. It's, that's,
0: it's a... that's the issue. It's like, I, I say this regularly. Wow. Um, oh, this is getting serious. This is great. Yeah. Every, uh... if every person just was able to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, like, you know, I can empathize for Ty because you at time he's talking about how hard it was in the science industry not getting the mm. funding. Like, that fucking sucks. And CJ, the challenges you'd face every day with trying to educate the future of Australia's, you know, generations and whatever like that that must do i couldn't do that like i couldn't obviously not smart enough to be a scientist and to be formally educated and to teach the next generation my my um patients wouldn't allow me to do that and like so my like you can if someone can just stop and just go you know what just acknowledge the fact that there's hardships and to go mate, i hear i hear i'm I'm here with you brother like where we are on this team together fighting this thing we call life and if we can just sort of slow down and go hang on he's human too Hey man, Mm. why don't we log on zoom and we'll just have a chat or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what's, that's what's so important that we're we're from very different backgrounds and the sort of work that we're doing is very different, but what we can do is we can recognize there are challenges in what I do. From my perspective, I couldn't do what you do, Mitch, like the amount of, I couldn't even imagine how exhausted I would be doing the work that you do all the time. And Ty, you yeah. know Ty's got Ty's got challenges in his area, but what we can do is we can empathize with one another and go, "Hey, we're all workers and we're doing different things, but it's bloody hard for all of us." Instead of going well, it's harder for me, and, and what you're doing isn't really that hard because I'm doing this, and and, and yeah. it, that's really that's what real suffering is or whatever. Yeah. I think that's which where I was going with solidarity.
2: my ill-formed rant about dying on a battlefield and burnt toast, um, which was a terrible analogy, and I apologise to your listeners, Mitch, for inflicting it upon their ears. Um, <laughs> but having you know i've (laughs) i've i've listened to your to um, the last couple of your episodes mitch where where you've you've talked particularly about um working in the mines and you know i also cj um know you very well and know the struggles you're having at at work at the moment and while clearly they are very different things um i would argue that because they're different does not mean you know that one negates the other there is there is Mm. no you know CJ, stop bitching! I've had a you know day, l- literally down the mine. Shut the fuck up!
3: You
1: can't. I mean, sometimes my partner <laughs> tells me that, but um, <laughs> that's just, what I partner, ran a few times.
0: That's what part of it for though to keep us in check. But you can't, you can't compare. It's like you know, it's like you're comparing a car to a to a spaceship. You just there's complete, yeah. you can't compare it. Your your job and your job tyre and mine. You just can't compare. You know, we all have different ways to make a living. And we're all contributing to society and you just, you cannot be comparative. So I think listener, if you're still listening in powering through this, well done. Thank you very much. (laughs) But like the the message out there, I would say to anyone across the world is that just give a shit about your fellow human, whether they're a a Muslim man or if they're a, a Buddhist woman or if they're a Caucasian man or an Asian woman or someone of trans from the trans community, whoever they may be, just stop and realize we all bleed and we can all, we all die. And if you're going to go out there and make someone's journey a little bit harder, you know, because, you know, people like icebergs on the surface you see so much, but if you're intentionally going to go out there and make someone's day even worse, fuck you. You're the, you're a scum of the earth and you don't deserve to be walking amongst the, the awesome people that you can come across in this lifetime. So I'm sorry, Actually, you know what? No, I'm not because. <laughs> Don't be. Don't <laughs> be. Why, why would like for that? and for those countless people who have come on so far and like who have listened to this and and your listeners too and like you know your international listeners and mine, whoever. If anyone takes a message from this, it's just slow down and just go. Oh, this fucking person cut me off. Okay, that sucks. Unless you're in an accident and you did nothing bad happen. Go, okay, be the bigger of the person. Just let them go. Let them. Let them. If they're in that much of a hurry, fucking let them go. The coppers will pick them up later for a speeding ticket or whatever. Yeah. Mm.
2: So yeah, just if I take were to summarise the last I think. 45 minutes, I think it would be toxic people aren't worth it. Your work doesn't own you. I'm Ty uh-huh. Gardner. <laughs> I'm Ty Gardner. <laughs> and I approved this be- message. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, Life's a Mitch with Ty Gardner. And next week's episode is- <laughs> <laughs> This is Life's a Tie Life's a Tie Life's it a Tie All tied up to it, does it? Um, That's, a, that's not know. a bad name for a podcast All, All tied, tied up, up With your, good. With your host know. Mitch yeah. Kelly <laughs> Thanks These fuckers
2: And I'm including CJ in this. Our undergrad was them making puns on my name for three years
1: Yeah it was good well, do you call But not genius? just the Well not just the no. tie part though <laughs> You see like that yeah. You could make plenty of tie jokes But the real art was, was making puns on the last name that was where you really started to get clever. The constant gardener was my yeah, favorite. Um, <laughs> that's
2: the uh, most enduring.
0: Keep keep talking about dildos, you will make my day hard. Now, hi Hey, oh, that
1: was good. That was good. That was good, I like it. Good timing.
0: I always get so my 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 um number plate is BJK 27 A. And someone now, I, can
1: I just ask? Did you pick that, or was it no, no, just, just, just just a, a random got? one?
0: And I always get called blowjob Kelly, 27 anuses all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like, I
1: ask I ask because customised, I don't know about where you are, mate, but customised number plates are a big thing up in Cairns. Well, I not think it's because car theft is such a thing, so it's a bit uh, easy to uh, identify if your car has been
0: stolen. <laughs> see, with me, everyone around here drives a shopping trolley, so I think I'm all set. <laughs> 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 um, but no, if anyone wants to steal this soccer mum car last trade in value was worth over a thousand bucks. So I don't think it's going very far, but, um, yeah. So I'll start to wrap things up there. So gentlemen, when people go over and listen to your podcast, where can they find you? And, um, what services do you offer? And do you have any socials, or where can people contact the show? We
1: are all over the place. I'm I'm pretty confident in saying we're on any platform of choice that you like to get your podcast from. I think we've 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 pretty much got them all covered now. Uh, socials: We're 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 on Facebook. You can hit us up on there. We don't read the comments. Podcast on Facebook. We're DRTC Podcast uh, at G. No, we're not. We're DRTC Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And we're yep. Don't Read the Comments podcast at gmail.com. If you want to flick us an email, if you see some crook shit that people have posted yeah. on the internet, take a screenshot and send it to us. And I can guarantee you we're going to talk about
0: it. And yeah. um, all the I, correct spelling will be in the bio. Sorry, Ty, what were you saying?
1: Yeah, that's right. So I
2: enjoyed that because normally CJ makes me to all of the socials. So I wanted to see if he could just riff them off. Also, I will say that there's actually another Don't Read the Comments podcast out there. Same oh, name. Oh, there's... There's definitely we have not read more them. than one. Um, <laughs> There's a few. We are we are the one with the yellow graphic that says yeah. CJ and Ty on it.
1: We're the most active. If you come across a with the comment that hasn't been updated since 2018, it's not us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They've had the scene message. You haven't seen it in three years. Yeah. Dad went out for a loaf <laughs> of bread and didn't read the comments and come back. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's, yeah. it's been we enjoy. had it all. Thank we had so much. We had political talk. We had origin stories. We had comedy. We had a good old bitch. And all the while, I still look like this. So win win. Mega mind out. I think, <laughs> we got
1: it covered. We got it covered. Great. Right. Yeah. Thank you for having us, Mitch. Yeah, and it's been
0: um, great. So, yeah, it's um, if you want to go back and listen to our collaboration in Don't Read the Comments, I believe it was episode 44 from memory. Yes, I believe that sounds so. right. But I'll leave a link for that and stuff below um but yeah that's another episode of life so much podcast see there's also a there's also um similar for me there's there's a podcast called life so mitch and there's minus life so mitch podcast so it's like well if you if you are kind enough to type in the extra seven or eight characters then i appreciate that guys but yeah as always um check us out on the socials uh, instagram facebook Life So Mitch podcast give us a like and uh, subscribe on and a review review on apple and um Catch us on the next one. And uh, that was a pretty, pretty long three way, I must admit. So Woo! thanks again, guys. And I'll Got you your money's worth. <laughs> yeah.